This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, June 9th, wherever and however you are connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who has always wanted to be a cartoon, Jerem Jordan. Uh, I act like I'm in a cartoon sometimes, but uh, Ames Flames, friend, uh, friend of the program, created uh, some cartoon images of us. Uh, let's take a look and see what we think. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> second one I like. Third one's fine. Fourth one's a little too kind of... It's, it's uh, the baby face, I guess Jerem. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fun. Okay. Baby yeah. face, Jerem. Yeah. You're, not, you're not a huge fan of that one. You think... The one immediately to Let's your look at yours. Right. Okay. I like these. It's like we're entangled or something. <laughs> My three-year-old sailor tells me that I'm Flynn Rider just about every day. Really? So, yes. I'm like, I look nothing like Flynn Rider. You sing like Flynn Rider? If you want me to be Flynn Rider, sure. Hey, if you at want... last you've seen the light? <laughs> I steal a bunch of stuff. I'm kind of a hooligan. Uh, but in th- the end, I turn I out to be an okay guy. I don't agree with any of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you have it. Thanks, Ames Flames, for the cartoon renditions of yeah, that was great. us guys in Studio B. And, uh, I smell a new avatar. <laughs> Ooh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I might steal that from you because I am it's, Flynn Rider. It's called sampling. Okay. I'm Stealing's going, against the rules. I'm going sampling to, is I'm going acceptable. to sample yeah. that idea. Yeah, exactly, like you're at Costco or something. Let's give you a sample of what's on today's show. Ranking the BYU quarterbacks all time in a top 10 list. Where's that? What's that? It is a frightening venture. I love it, dude. We're taking it on. And yes, where does Zach Wilson rank in that conversation? Because he has such a unique scenario and career former BYU quarterback Riley Nelson will join that very loaded conversation and he explains which of the three quarterbacks currently battling for the starting position has the highest ceiling right now bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines NCAA Outdoor Track and Field National Championships begin today at Hayward Field in Eugene. Fifth-ranked men sent 14 entries. And the 11th-ranked women sent 10. Good luck to the Cougs. Brandon Davies and FC Barcelona take on Lenovo Tenerife in Game 2 of the Liga semifinal series today. Barcelona won Game 1 handily. 112-69. to Yikes, almost doubling them up. Good luck in game two to Brandon. Nice. The Sander Bros, Ben Patch, and the USA men's national team in volleyball take on Iran in the Volleyball Nations League today in Italy. The Americans are in 10th place right now, nine points, three and three record, three more weeks of competition of three sets of three games. Okay. It's a lot of volleyball. A lot of, volleyball. A lot of high level volleyball. On to Cougars in the minor league, starting with Daniel Schneeman. Sick sick of Slim Schneeman. I would think of Schneebly from School of Rock. Of the Lake County Captains, two for two from the plate with an RBI and the Captain's 8-3 victory over the Fort Wayne Tin Caps and a power stance after he had one of his at-bats. I wish it was Tin Cups, but anyway. Colton Shaver of the Sugarland Skeeters went one for four with a homer, three RBIs, as the Skeeters lost to the Oklahoma City Dodgers by the score of 9 CBS College Basketball Insider John Rothstein reporting on a longtime BYU foe from Pepperdine, Colby Ross. 
saying he will stay in the 2021 NBA draft. Ross led the WCC in assists last season, was fourth in scoring, and shot like, I don't know, a million free throws. Roughly. All rise and shout. It is time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Okay, Jerem, we dare take on ranking the BYU quarterbacks Mm -hmm. in an all-time list. But let's start with this. The number two overall pick in the NFL draft in 2021, Zach Wilson. Highest draft pick in BYU history. Stop making my argument for me. Meteoric rise in this very unique COVID season. (laughs) Where does Zach Wilson rank all time in the BYU quarterback hierarchy? Okay, the top three to me are obvious, um, which we'll get to our full top ten later. But it's any of these three, which we'll get to where we have them. A Ty Detmer, a Jim McMahon, a Steve Young. Okay. Those are the top three. To me, if you have someone outside of that in the top three, I want to have a serious discussion. I think those are clearly the top three. I put a lot of thought into this because a couple of ideas. You love a dead prophet more than a living prophet. <laughs> a prophet knows his own land isn't accepted as easily, right? Those ideas with the quarterbacks are valid. Zach Wilson's fourth. Wow. Zach Wilson's fourth. Let me make the argument. And again, I'm having him over Max Hall with 33 wins and Robbie Bosco with a national championship and Gifford Nielsen and Mark Wilson and Steve Sarkeesian and Taysom Hill and John Beck and all of those uh, Gary Shotty and Virgil Carter and all of them. All of those All-Americans. If Zach Wilson played in the 70s or 80s, he would have been a first-team All-American with a similar performance as well. But in the modern era, it's tougher for a quarterback from BYU to do that. But what's the great equalizer? How do we really know if someone has amazing value? The NFL draft tells Not to us mention a lot. Efficiency. Right? So number two pick, as you mentioned. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Highest pick in BYU football history. Mm-hmm. Number two in career efficiency to Ty Detmer. Yep. Number one season efficiency by 20 points okay. to Jim McMahon's 1980, which is considered, the, to me, the second greatest season in BYU history to Ty Detmer's 1990 because he wins the Heisman. Okay, the pass, okay PFF, Pro Football Focus, 95.4 grade, second highest of all the quarterbacks since they started doing it in 2014. Mac Jones actually got a 95.8 this year, by the way. Um, if I played for Alabama, I might have a 92 throwing to those receivers, right? Um, higher than Joe Burrow's 2019, higher than Kyler Murray's 2018, higher than Baker Mayfield's 2017. Tell me the connective tissues between those three. They all won the Heisman that year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Career red zone numbers, by the way, 44 touchdowns, one turnover. I mean, what Zach Wilson did in his career, and mainly 2020, to me deserves to go that high up. We give Mark Wilson one year. We give Steve Young one year. Of greatness. We give Gifford Nielsen essentially one year in 76. Why wouldn't we do that with Zach Wilson? Now, he did not play the strongest schedule. I get that. I get that. But that was out of BYU's control. I don't hold that against him. What he did merited that level okay. of ascension okay. on the list. Yes, he deserves to be in the top four. Number four, Zach Wilson on Jerome's Mount Rushmore of BYU great quarterbacks. How about that? Woo! A spicy. But I agree with you in that he's the highest draft pick ever. His efficiency rating was off the charts. The thing that hurts Zach, and it's unfair because he had no control over it, but the thing that hurts Zach 
in that efficiency mark is he didn't play any power fives in 2020. And that's what all of the experts will point to. Yeah, but look at his cupcake schedule, starting with Mel Kuyper and all those NFL guys. PFF and the Jets didn't care. They do not care. And we counted with, well, he still went on the road and destroyed Boise State. He had to go and play against a pretty athletic team in Houston. And UCF was what we thought was a pretty good team. He absolutely annihilated that defense. And everyone loses a game. Yes, he lost to Coastal Carolina. Everyone loses. But his numbers weren't terrible in the Coastal Carolina game. They were still pretty good. He was still really efficient. And I'm going to give you one game where you're terrible. Or a couple games. You know what I mean. And he beat USC. And he had his miraculous moment with Micah Simon against Tennessee. And he had the perfect bowl game with a right shoulder that needed to be surgically repaired as a freshman. So, again, I'm not like it's all one season. Zach Wilson showed me some special things in the other years, too. But if it was one season, that's okay. Steve Young was 8-4 and four and just good but not great in 82. What did Mark Wilson do in 78? 77, not, a, Eight not as much. Not, it was all about 79. So be careful with the one season. Brandon Doman, 01. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like it's the, one season can get you into the convo. It's the first team All-American thing that I think a lot of BYU fans get hung up on. Sure. Like, oh, I get whoa, that. look at those guys. They were first team All-Americans. If Zach plays in the 70s and mid-80s, like he did this year, he's a first team All-American. And where did they finish in the Heisman Trophy race? Yeah. All of those guys were top it's, three. It's tougher in this era. Yeah, Mitch Harper of KSL Sports made a. Uh, I came out with my tears a couple um, months ago, and he said, "Hey, I think you should have John Beck and, and uh, Max Hall higher because of the eras." And he made the, this argument, and I thought, you know what, you're right. There need there needs to be there's a different sort of curve. It was easier to be a first team All-American in the 70s, 80s than it is in the modern in the 2000s for a BYU quarterback. Sure. I am not far off where you placed Zach Wilson. He just misses my Mount Rushmore. He's number five overall in the list. Robbie Bosco at number four. Because of national championship, first team All-American, he was 23-3 and as a starter. He took BYU to a place they'd never been. He was a high, relatively round draft pick in 1986. He beat the likes of Boston College and Pittsburgh, even though Pittsburgh was terrible in 1984, and a Baylor and Michigan and his heroics in the bowl game coming in with that injured leg. So to me, oh man, I just had a hard time putting Zach over the national championship. And that was that was like the... Uh, turning point for me in placing Robbie at number four and Zach at number five. But that's what makes this a fun conversation. And I'm sure people are like, you're offending people. Don't do this. Uh, again, again, people are uncomfortable with it. The dead prophet, living prophet thing. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's the thing, right? Like, it's hard to know in the moment. Oh, my gosh. That was an all-time thing, and I'm ready to do this, right? Certainly the schedule is a factor and whatever. Out of BYU's control. After the three, it is such a fun conversation. Yeah. Like, if you told me you had Max Hall there or even Taysom Hill, I'd be like, listen, okay, I, I, that's a great pick. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be overly bugged by four through 12 right. a ton. No, we're splitting like, hairs. Yes. Four through 12, we are splitting you can, hairs. You literally can make the argument for Sarkeesian, yes. Doman, yep. Nielsen, Virgil Carter. Wilson, Carter, not so much at four. Um, oh, sorry, at four. I'm just saying in the yeah, top ten. Yes. Uh, Beck, right? 
Gary shut like maybe not Gary at four, but like Gary, you know, Gary and stuff. Like there have been an embarrassment of riches at BYU. Like this is yes. one of the funnest conversations we could possibly have because of the rich history of the quarterbacks. <laughs> Love it. Our question of the day: Does Zach Wilson belong on the Mount Rushmore of BYU quarterbacks? Is he top four? Jerem says yes. Last one in. I have him just outside the top four. Let's hear from you, BYU Sports Nation, in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from Cam Meller. What up, Cam? Our friend of the program, Pro Football Network, and a guy who may be the founding member of the Zach Wilson fan club. He says simply, yes. Thanks for playing. (laughs) Zach Wilson, in his mind, is a clear yes on the Mount Rushmore of BYU quarterbacks. I did like this next response, too. Uh, Dr. Derwin Gray. Stop it. Robbie Bosco. (laughs) Oh, man. See? I know. Listen, this is is great. Like, is Zach 4? Is he 8? Is he 10? If you have him 10, I think you're kind of ignoring some, like, massive (laughs) numbers like number two pick and PFF grade and efficiency. I certainly get the argument for and against some of the people. Sure. But what Zach did last year, I'm telling you, in 10 and 20 years, we're going to be like, dude, we did not appreciate that as much. Here we are six months off of it. It was unbelievable. And he'll take some hits because of his sophomore season. He had a 70% shoulder, and then he broke his thumb against let's, Toledo in game five. Let's talk about the sophomore seasons of most of the other quarterbacks. Come on. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, outside like, of Ty, careful there. Ty Detmer had an outstanding sophomore season, but he's kind of in a class of his own there. Yes. 89 is pretty good for him. Yeah. He was a top 10 Heisman Trophy guy in 89. Not yep. many people remember that. And again, he's six years off, five years off the natty, where all of a sudden a BYU quarterback, if they're pretty good, they're in the convo. <laughs> Yeah. That's become a harder thing, On right? The shoulders of Giants. It's awesome. Coming up, who did it better versus Kawhi Leonard, Jimmer Fredette, or Donovan Mitchell? And Riley Nelson, the former BYU quarterback and special teams guy, technically. Will he <laughs> answer the question about Zach Wilson? We'll find out next on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation has its own YouTube channel. Get all the interviews and compelling and rich commentary. And Kiki Solano's BYU Sports Nation right now. Subscribe. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is former BYU quarterback great Riley Nelson. He is the current radio analyst along with Greg Rubel on the radio broadcast. Riley, welcome back to the show. How are you? It's been too long, fellas. Great to be with you. I'm doing great. Thanks. We cannot think of a better person to discuss the pantheon of great BYU quarterbacks with than you, my friend. In fact, we're discussing Mount Rushmore's of BYU quarterbacks, top 10 lists, and more importantly, trying to figure out where Zach Wilson, with his very unique career, fits into that conversation. So for you, where does Zach Wilson rank among the all-time BYU great quarterbacks? I think that's a great descriptor is his unique career uh, because no one at BYU has had such a meteoric rise, right? Going from someone who battling injuries and facing questions 
uh, about being, you know, the, the leader of the team to being not only the unquestioned leader, having one of the great single seasons uh, of, of any BYU quarterback. And of course, uh, ending up getting drafted where he's drafted. Here's one thing I'll say uh, to you, though, Spencer, is you're as right now I'm still straddling between, you know, being a broadcaster and a media member and an ex player. So you're not going to get, you're not going to get a number out of me because I don't know if you've tried with ranking your friends, but when you rank your friends, they don't always answer your checks. You, you, <laughs> you don't get to go golfing with them all the time because no matter how skillful you are at ranking, um, you know, someone's going to take, take uh, objection an objection with where you've ranked them. So, but I will, t- I will tell you this, at least as far as uh, some, my philosophy around ranking is one, I think ranking across eras is so incredibly hard. And when I look at BYU quarterbacks, you have your trailblazers, right? These are your Virgil Carters. And I would even put, you know, Giff and Mark Wilson. Then you've got the ones who rose to prominence in the decade of the 80s. That started with McMahon and Steve Young and Robbie Bosco. And you've got those. Then you've got, you know, it's it's really hard when you look at when you're ranking to uh, – we only have one Heisman Trophy winner. So Ty Detmer, you know, has a distinction. While there are many All-Americans and many other All-Conference and great players in NFL and draft picks, there's only one Heisman. So, you know, Ty Detmer stands alone. And, that, and then as you go from there, you've got guys who put together great careers. A guy like Max Hall who, uh, you know, leads the – he's the all-time leader in wins, right? He won more games as a starting quarterback than any other quarterback. you got John Beck who – even though they were different, you know, success levels of seat played in four different seasons too. You've got your one season, you know, these people that had these crazy one season uh, performances, whether it's Sarkeesian with 14 and one and that team or Brandon Doman and the magic that he was able to share with Luke Staley or Zach Wilson. And then you've got your guys like Taysom Hill, who I he was he stands alone as far as his skill set. I don't know that we'll ever see another player exactly like him. So to take all those different factors, all those different eras, all those different skill sets, and put them in a definitive ranking. Like I, I will yield and call that an, <laughs> an unaccomplishable task. And so uh, that there's my answer on that. But going back to Zach Wilson, there's my philosophy. Going back to Zach Wilson, he sure he surely ranks among the top. I mean, uh, if. I know we've had some crazy production years. When you look at some of the numbers that some of the guys put up, especially in the '80s and early '90s, and Ty Detmer, uh, he he wasn't in in that stratosphere. You know, he ended up with his touchdown interception ratio, and th- those things were absolutely absolutely elite. But they weren't things we hadn't seen before at BYU. Um, but the way in which he did it, some of the throws that he made, you know, the cross body, the off platform, the pushing the ball down the field, making the big, the ball being in the air for 60 plus yards. Some of the ways that he did it, I would, you know, I would be bold enough to say we didn't see anybody else do it that way. We saw the same end result, but the manner in which he didn't, he, you know, he was very unique. So uh, for that alone, and given the fact that it was an 11 and one and they ended up ranked very highly, um, his team had success. It wasn't just individual success. You know, he secured his place among the top. What you just said reminded me of the play at Hawaii where you're almost falling down, you bounce off one defender, you're stumbling, you throw to Cody Hoffman's touchdown. You know, you're just avoiding the rush, avoiding the need to make the list, getting the pass off. It was fantastic. That was great. I totally get that because golf is awesome. Okay, we were talking about Zach Wilson, and I made the argument that he should be as high as four, and here's why. 
prophet in your own land thing. You love a dead you love a dead prophet more than a living prophet. In this case, quarterback sometimes. What he did in 2020 was really special. I agree with most of what you said. What's different, Riley, to me is what Zach did in 2020 was one of the greatest single seasons we've ever seen, and that puts him really high. Obviously, number two pick is great. The efficiency is the thing that's going to stick out. He's number two career to tie, and he's number one in a single season by 20 points. Like, what he did against a unique schedule was unbelievable, and uh, it just puts him way up there. But it is hard because we were talking about it. It's like, who do you put it over? Robbie Bosco, dude, won the natty. You know, uh, Gifford <laughs> uh, Nielsen, way, Mark he, Wilson, John Beck, Max Hall, all these guys. Uh, well, and, and you bring up a point of the unique schedule. And by the way, you can never, it is so hard when we're doing this and trying to be as objective as possible because you talk about the unique schedule. Well, that's completely outside of Zach's control. Not only was it, and that, and by the way, it was completely outside the athletic department's control. It's not like BYU chose to play a schedule filled with the teams that they did fill. One of the things that's that's hard, and you are right, like a, a living prophet will never be as appreciated as much as a dead prophet. But like, Bosco, you think about the wins against Michigan. You think about the Cotton Bowl against Kansas State. You think like when you when you look back against those historical guys, they did it. And they now Zach had a great win against Tennessee, and he had a great win uh, against USC his junior year. But in this you know apex magical season, he just didn't have that opportunity to show out against uh, a college football blue blood and pull off a great win. Detmer, Miami, right? Probably the single most revered and remembered game in in the annals of BYU history. Uh, Zach just didn't have that opportunity. And, and so you can't necessarily knock him for that. Now, that said, having played the game, I can objectively tell you that when we were out there lining up against Notre Dame, who was ranked number three, or Florida State, who was ranked number eight, or even Texas, who at the time, you know, was was they, they weren't at their peak, but they were still Texas. It is a different caliber of of athlete. And therefore, the the efficiency that you're able to generate, because you say efficiency by 20 points, you simply put them out there against a different caliber of athlete. And I think it it might normalize it. But now we're getting into the world of hypotheticals. Here's what I will say. BYU is a tremendous academic at university. Someone up there in the stats department has to be able to figure this out for us. <laughs> Adjusted dot, 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 right? Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. Riley Nelson with us on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, now we move on to discussing the current BYU quarterbacks. And according to Kalani Satake and his comments from earlier this week, it is a three-man race. Really, to nobody's surprise, it is Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney, Jacob Conover. But I want to get your opinion on who of these three has the highest ceiling. Not necessarily who you think is going to start right now, Riley, but which of the three quarterbacks, in your opinion, has the highest ceiling right now in early June of 2021? Yeah, I'll go back. There's a common uh, refrain. It's it's kind of in recruiting, and it's and it's throughout sports, but it's that you you can't teach speed. And, um, and in this case, I'm not necessarily just talking like track speed or a 40 time or something like that, but I am talking about the highest ceiling, right? Not knowing what they've been working on. We won't get to see that until the fall, but just the fact that Jaron Hall has a little bit different genetic makeup than those other two guys, as far as his ability to be able to rush the ball with his leg and be so effective with his legs you cannot coach that ability. You are either fast or you are not. You are either elusive or you are not. It doesn't matter how much you work on those skills. 
you you can't develop them. So here's why I say that Jaron, in my opinion, potentially has the highest ceiling in that, like, that's God's gift to him, right? That's something he was born with. And then through his work ethic and through his diligence and his attention to his craft, he can develop himself into a, an equally better passer as perhaps the two guys he's competing against. And then he will always have that advantage. Those other guys cannot work their way, develop their way, technique their way into being as fast, as elusive, as explosive, just simply because we're talking about a genetic component here. So for that reason, Jaron Hall giving you that true dual threat option. And by the way, not to say that Baylor, we've seen the, these guys, we saw Baylor, he was, he's plenty elusive. Uh, he is mobile enough to get the job done, but I wouldn't, I, I think while he's effective, I wouldn't cross him over into like a threat that needs to be accounted for on the defense. Jacob Conover, I know he's very athletic. I've seen the high school film. I'm sure he's going to be great at using his legs to be able to move within the pocket, extend plays, and even pick up first downs with his feet. It remains to be seen if at the college level, you know, he can rip off the type of explosive rushing plays that we've seen Jaron do. And we know that Jaron has has the ability. So that for me, the fact that Jaron has a genetic gifts that the other two don't gives him the edge potentially contingent upon him developing his craft as a thrower, as a passer, and all of the other elements that go into playing quarterback. Take us back to the quarterback competition with Jake Heaps, because this is what Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney and Jacob Conover were going through now. There's a point where Jake is sort of anointed as the guy and you wisely said, you know what I'm going to do? And I don't know if you said this, but to me it was like, I'm going to win over my teammates by doing everything I possibly can. You're playing special teams, running down on kickoffs, uh, in practice, and the whole deal. Is there anything any of these three guys can do, like you did in that case, to win over their team? Because, yes, it's about the team, but if I'm Baylor Romney, I'm like, listen, I'm trying to beat you two and be the starter. Yeah, you know, all of those things, the, the conversation, it was funny you said you said, and the hypothetical was actually close, but how the conversation went was essentially like, hey, we think Jake's the guy. And uh, I mean, we I wasn't dumb. I knew he had two years. He was two years behind me, right? I was going into my junior year and he was a freshman. And so to me, that's like, all right, then I, no one said this to me, but it stands to reason that that means I'm going to spend the rest of my career holding the clipboard. And I was like, I'm not down for that. I want to find a way to get on the field. I, there was, of course, the contemplation of, uh, you know, trying another position, but I knew I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, even though I was a good runner at quarterback, that's more open field running. I didn't possess the skill set or something to do like a quarterback or, or play slot receiver. Um, there was the defensive side of the ball where I think, you know, playing in the defensive backfield, but at the time we had Craig Bills and Danny Sorensen back there, like two guys, that were incredible players. Obviously, you know, Danny Sorensen is a Super Bowl champ, a starter on a Super Bowl champ team. And I just, I was like, I'm going to trade one backup position for another if I move. So what can I do? Maintain my spot in line at quarterback, yet not waste away and still try and get on the field. Luckily, you know, between Coach Doman and Coach Menhall, they did allow those opportunities for me to participate on special teams. That was purely to just not waste away my days in the process. I, I didn't have the foresight or it wasn't strategic for me as like, that was a move to win over my teammates, but in the process, because probably it was something unique that they hadn't seen before. They did appreciate like the effort, like, Hey, this guy, rather than, 
you know, he, he's the backup and we all, we all are kind of okay with it, but rather like sit there and sulk and pout, like, you know, like backups do at every position in every sport or have a tendency to do not all do that. This guy's trying to contribute in some small way. You know, I made one tackle in, in the five games I played on special teams. I made one tackle. Other than that, it was just a lot of running and huffing and puffing for nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, that, that was the thing that, so go, going back to your question, what could Baylor do or what can, you know, Jake do or, uh, or, or Jaron, you know, however it's shaken out at this time is at this point, keep in mind at that point I had been told Jake was the clear, clear winner. And like my fate was, you know, my fate was to be a backup. These guys are all still live in the competition. So as it relates to now in the next few months, it is, he, you are working on your craft every waking moment. You are competing your butt off and uh, trying to position yourself as best you can. Cause that opportunity to be the man is still out there for the three of them. Then once that decision is made and kind of the orders placed then find a way to contribute. For me, that was, you know, I, luckily I was athletic enough and was given the opportunity to go contribute on special teams. That opportunity might not be available for these other guys who aren't chosen to be the starter. And so they got to find ways to contribute otherwise, whether that's, you know, uh, maybe it's scout team, maybe it's uh, helping run meetings, maybe it's doing player run practices. But that is what I think endears you as a player at any position, at any spot in the depth chart to your teammates is them seeing your dedication to contribute to the team in whatever form. Former BYU quarterback Riley Nelson with us. Riley, uh, I cannot wait for this quarterback battle to develop at BYU, and that means we're going to be talking to you a lot more about it if you're okay with that. Would love it. I'm super intrigued. I got to be honest. Credit, we've seen this at other positions. We saw it with the draft class that just uh, happened, but I'm super pleased with the quarterback depth, with the with the quality and talent depth at the position of quarterback. I think any one of these three guys, whoever gets chosen, we can be comfortable with, and uh, it sure gives us a lot to talk about uh, leading up to the decision time. Next level insight as always. Thanks, Riley. Appreciate it. Riley Nelson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why, we show how. Great stuff. Love Riley. Coming up, our QB Top 10 lists. Sorry, Riley. And will BYU football (laughs) ever get a five-star recruit? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. You know what time it is. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Tackle this. Better clutch performance in a win against Kawhi Leonard in the state of Utah. Jimmer Fredette or Donovan Mitchell? (laughs) I'm going to lean to Jimmer in this one because college basketball has just a different feel. Like, it's a series in the NBA. It was it was one game that was amazing, but Donovan has three more games to win against Kawhi and the Los Angeles Clippers. This one opportunity with this unique, huge national audience, top 10 teams competing in the Marriott Center. San Diego State was number four. Jimmer goes out. Jimmer Mania started on this night, Jerem. This, this was the bigger night and closing performance over Kawhi Leonard. I think that's the one, yeah. This is be what is this? Who plays the Bills? Yeah, yeah, Jimmer, BYU. <laughs> this is oh, a B- this is a show on no? BYU TV and on BYU Radio. 
Taysom Hill said yesterday that he is, quote, super supportive of Jameis Winston, and they are really good friends. Of course, battling for the quarterback position in New Orleans. Jeremy, who is your biggest competition frenemy? I think you know the answer to this. Dennis Pitta? <laughs> Hello, Jeremy. In fact, uh, we're proud to announce a new TV series this fall called Frenemies. <laughs> Cosmo and Swoop, Dennis and I, and Taysom and Jameis will be documenting uh, our interactions throughout. It'll be it'll air Tuesday nights at uh, six thirty-seven Pacific time. Okay, cannot wait That's for that. Not true. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to answer this question. I think by nature of the show, and because we've been doing this so long with each other, people say, "Oh, Jerem and Spencer are frenemies," but not we're not enemies. exactly competing against each other. We're not enemies, exactly. And and there's we're, we are competing for the hearts and minds of Cougar Nation. In a way, yes. With our but opinions. but like enemy, no, no, no. Yeah, there's no there's no enemy no. involved in that no. conversation. Still right. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Bill. The irony you is, be my friend of me? I sit in Bill's studio and call Utah Warriors rugby games, surrounded by all the Utah stuff, and I'm just like, there's a lot of red here. Yeah. I'm wearing red today, but it's for you. Yeah, I like Bill. I think Bill's a good guy. But Bill like- wrote me some letters of recommendation when I was a kid. But we Where want to destroy point. everything that he holds valuable. <laughs> And vice versa. <laughs> yes. He has done so. He well, is the, the thank you. You Successful. have opened my eyes. Yeah. It's Bill okay. Riley. Frenemies. Friend, enemy, frenemy. Yeah. All right. We're all on the same team. It's okay. Have Jets fans and media expectations and hype for Zach Wilson surpassed BYU fans? Well, let me read the tweet from Connor Hughes, who is watching every OTA pass from Zach Wilson. The athlete. Quote, This is undeniably Zach Wilson's best practice of these OTAs that we've seen. Doesn't look good for a rookie. He just looks really good. He continues. Is he talking about football or his physique? Go either way. (laughs) Connor Hughes again. An easy way to describe Zach Wilson through the first two weeks of the Jets OTAs. The rookie QB didn't look like a rookie QB. You could say that Tuesday too, only it wouldn't do his practice justice because Wilson looked good. Really, really good. Yes, Jerem, I said this to you in the hall yesterday. Jets fans' hype levels and expectations have surpassed BYU fans on Zach Wilson in New York, and he hasn't even taken a snap in a real game yet. This is a dangerous game we're playing here. It really is. It's every outlet, too. It's SNY. It's our guy DJ Bienname, who was a little bit slow to kind of accept the Zach Wilson thing. Now he's all in. Connor Hughes, all of the New York media outlets are all in on Zach Wilson. He was he was it's, dubbed it's, celebrity row at the New York Knicks playoff game. Yeah. He hasn't played it down. Yeah. Well, and you know the, the number two pick, right? Right. Yeah, it's a fun and dangerous game. Yes, because there were no fans in the stands really this year. If fans were in the stands, the hype for Zach would be different. Yeah. I sense a, a mild disconnect compared to some of the stars that BYU's had. With Zach, I don't know what it is, but I think it has to do perhaps with no fans in the stands and the lack of like, I was at the game where this happened with Zach. Yeah, that that, that and he's at the peak it. of his powers, right? Because he's perceived as a better quarterback now than he was during the season. Okay, listen to this: the San Jose Mercury News and John Wilner wrote about the future of the Pac-12 conference, and when it came to expansion, Mr. Wilner wrote, "quote." Brigham Young is a non-starter because of its religious affiliation. 
and the related issues, e.g. scheduling. Is this a shocking statement, Jerem, from the San Jose Mercury News and John Wilner? Um, I don't think John means this, but I want to bring it up. If it was another religion, and perhaps a non-Christian religion, wouldn't we claim that's religious discrimination? Absolutely. I, I, I feel like that's kind of weird. Um, keep playing. I, I think it's wise for the Pac-12 to keep playing the uh, research institution card instead, because I don't think you should go to the religious part. Yeah, the scheduling I understand, because the Pac-12 plays a lot of its events on Sundays. But it's not a Sunday conversation. It's other things. Absolutely it is. Yeah, Yeah. so like, he wants to point to the scheduling. and Sundays is not an issue in football. It's an issue in all the other sports. BYU would gladly accept a Power 5 invite in football only. And and that's what I said yesterday. Hey, whatever. Just give me the football-only situation. The West Coast Conference is a great landing spot for all the other sports. Yeah. Okay, BYU's currently holding its sports camps, including football with potential future Cougs. Which brings us to this. Will BYU ever land a five-star recruit? Man. Well, Zach Wilson would be a five-star recruit, but that, nah. that's what's so tough about three it. Three-star. Right? He was a three-star. BYU's had a couple of four-stars. Ben Olsen. Oh, no. There have been, been a bunch of four-stars. Yeah. Yeah. There's typically one to two in each recruit. At some point, yes, BYU is going to land a five-star recruit. I don't know when, and it will be a huge deal. But I think at some point down the line that recruiting will favor BYU, and just maybe they'll get that five-star. I don't really see it, and that's okay. You did, BYU didn't have any five-stars when they won the game. BYU didn't have a five-star when the high school. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, None of those, none of these five-stars, if you will, it didn't exist before, were the first team All-Americans, and BYU just yeah. produced the number two pick. You don't need... Like, it would be awesome. Don't get me wrong. I would rather have that than not. I'd rather have them become a five-star later on. BYU has five-star uh, people. This is true. Yeah. Coming All up... Right. A rise and shout-out to pictures. Okay. And our long-awaited, okay, maybe not long-awaited, but our top 10 BYU quarterback list. Who gets in the top 10? Who gets the top spot? This is BYU Sports Nation. Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, we've got a BYU Sports Station special featuring Deep Blue, Best Of, Volume 2. We've got uh, the stories of the players drafted this year. Friday, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station live in Studio B. It is June 9th. It is the perfect time to discuss where Zach Wilson ranks among all of the BYU quarterback greats and, more importantly, get to our all-time top 10 lists now, which have been updated with Zach Wilson. So, Jerem, this segment presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Who makes our BYU all-time quarterback top 10 list? Who's number one on your list? So I have Jim McMahon. Um, I I think uh, Ty built off what kind of Jim started. I love Jim's 1980 in terms of efficiency, number one in BYU history and, and gajillion touchdowns first 4,000 yard season blah 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 okay I have Jim first then Ty I can see a reasonable switch there which you have Ty and then Jim so we have the top two the same two dudes sure. we have the same number three Steve again I think that triumvirate uh is is pretty strong those three and again we're talking BYU career only here but it's hard not to have the perception of the NFL career too if we're talking NFL career only it's obviously Steve Young but we're doing BYU here yeah for me the reason I put Ty Detmer on the top Obviously, the Heisman Trophy plays a large part of this. I don't this. even think you need to explain. 
15,000 yards? Yes. All the touch. All of those NCAA records that Jim McMahon set, Ty Detmer crushed a decade later. But Ty, he did something that people often forget. He finished in the top 10 of the Heisman voting three seasons. In 1989, he finished ninth in the Heisman voting. He threw for 4,500-plus yards as a sophomore, 32 touchdown passes. And that was good enough to get him in the top 10. That really launched him into 1990. So when BYU crushed UTEP to open up and then beat Miami, it was like, okay, this kid is the real deal. And he was like a hair over six feet tall, 175 pounds, and was just a warrior on the field. Oh, my cup has been full for a while on tie. Right. No, you don't have to just put tie as the top. Again, we, I have Jim first, but I've tied him. Okay, yeah. so I got tie in the gym. And yeah. then, as you said, Steve, number three. Yeah. Okay. Number four and five, we already talked we about talked this. About Zach and Robbie. Okay. So I've got Robbie. QB got Factory Zach. Is, is Brazilian soccer players. All you have to do is say the first name, and Robbie. you know who we're talking about. Robbie and Zach. Robbie and Zach. Yes. You're next level, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Number six. I have Mark Wilson. Six and seven, we have the same two dudes, but okay. different order. And Max Hall. Max Hall. Yeah. Okay, so you go Max number six, all-time yep. winning as quarterback in BYU history. Yep. John Beck is my number eight. And Finds I, his guy. I think that plays a big part of like his heroics and the way he finished his BYU career. BYU destroys Oregon by 30 points in a bowl game. He's the second-round draft pick. Like, And again, let's qualify this. This is what they did at BYU. So – this is not like, hey, we're throwing in their pro careers, too. This is what right. they did at BYU. For some guys, we don't want to throw the pro career. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it didn't work out as well. Okay. So who do you have at number eight, then? I've got Giff Nielsen. Uh, I've, I've got Giff. First-team All-American. BYU's first Heisman Trophy College candidate. Football Hall of Famer. Yeah. And, and if Max Hall and John Beck play in, like, they switch spots, I think those guys are College Football Hall of Famers. I really do. Mitch Harper sort of opened my vision into that era switch, and I thought, oh, yeah, you're right. Then we have the same number 10. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Like Riley said, uniquely situated in who he is and what he did. Running for, what was it, you know, 2,500 yards or whatever. If Taysom Hill is fully healthy all four years, do you know what he is? He's probably number two total offense, and he's probably number one rushing in BYU history. And he probably finds himself in New York – at a Heisman Trophy yeah, as a, finalist presentation. 2014, if they go undefeated, there's a chance. Yeah. There's a chance. Finalist means you're top three or four. Sure. So maybe, maybe. Yeah. Oh. He'd be, he would have been top 10 that year for sure. Zach Wilson was top 10 this year. And that says a lot about Taysom. I mean, even dealing with all of his four season ending injuries, he had the one season he went wire to wire, his sophomore campaign. And like he still. He put up. An incredible season. He worked his way, he, yes. He almost had like the seventh season in NCAA history at the time of a 3,000-1,000. Holy cow. <laughs> like, he was literally 57 yards or something away in the bowl game. He works his way into the top 10 because of that just unique skill set. He is the Swiss Army knife. So athletic. He is he's the most athletic quarterback that BYU probably will ever have. Yeah. Um, to me, Taysom Mills is the greatest running back BYU's maybe ever had, too. <laughs> like, he's a quarterback. I know, I kid. But, like, as a runner, I think it goes Luke. Like, Taysom Mills was bigger than Luke. Isn't that weird? And Luke run, was a big dude. And runs a 4-4. Yes. That Taysom, is ridiculous. Taysom Hill was, 
was Luke Staley part two, you know? Unfortunately, both guys got injured and kind of Damn, derailed their man. careers there. Um, really fun list, right? Yeah, um, and guys Bur- that were left off the list. Virgil Carter, Gary Shardy, Brandon Doman, Steve Sarkeesian. I don't really have Walsh into that convo. I go a little beyond that, and then maybe you get into the kind of Walsh, Federick mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. right? But, um, you know, Virgil, awesome. Gary, Sammy Baugh, Brandon Doman, the one great year. Again, all it takes is one great year. You don't have to be some tenured professor quarterback at BYU. You just have to have the one great year. That yeah. was Zach Wilson. That was Steve Young. That was Mark Wilson. That was Brandon Doman. That was Sark. And it's not like they had bad other years. Like Steve Young had an okay junior year, eight and four. But who cares? What did Alex Smith do in 03? Who cares? In 04, he's amazing. He's the number one pick, right? right? They were 10, they were 10 and three. Uh, he beat but, BYU in Provo. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> but like, okay, that's pretty good, right? That's two good years. You. What did Joe Burrow do in 2018? Who cares? What did Kyler Murray do the year before? Who cares? If you have one great year, you're remembered forever. You are. You're you're given the Brazilian soccer star treatment. Yeah. The one name. Zach. Zach. He's in the mix. Yes. We do that because of familiarity. That started with Lavelle, by the way. You can choose either the first. I mean, does it have to be the first name, though? Because I think we say McMahon, Detmer, Bosco. You know, you can. No. I'm just saying, if you only said first name, which is more common than last It'd name, it'd be okay. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> if I'm just talking, and I go, dude, Jim is one of the best players ever in BYU history. You know, what Jim, Jim Herman. <laughs> hey, and Jim Herman Jim was Balderson? great in his own right. No, it's Jim McMahon. We love yes. those guys, but it's Jim McMahon, right? Yes. And that's why Jim Fredette's parents named him Jimmer. It's, they had an uncle named James, and they wanted to distinguish, so they called him Jimmer. We uh, we didn't shy away from this. It is always difficult, as Riley Nelson said, to rank all-time quarterbacks across different eras. Can't wait to get texted about this. <laughs> really? <laughs> Max is, Max is going to text me, I promise You're you. You're on the top ten list. This. I'm a sixth! Are you serious right now? <laughs> 32 wins, man. Coming up, who gets today's elite voice regarding the BYU quarterback, Mount Rush? <laughs> and our rising shout-out. This is BYU Sports Nation. Hi, Max. Hi, Max. Love you, man. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Reminder, it's always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or be demanding and download the podcast. Google uh, BYU Sports Nation Podcast. Subscribe, review it, and rate it. Our loaded question of the day. Does Zach Wilson belong on the Mount Rushmore of BYU quarterbacks? Is he top four? At Coog Mac tweets in, no, Max Hall and John Beck would both be in before Zach. All the stars aligned for Wilson last year, draft-wise. Also, he never beat Utah, which is an auto-disqualification. Would Zach Wilson have beaten Utah last year if given the opportunity? If Zach Wilson played the Utah that wasn't in the Pac-12, like some of his predecessors, then in 2018 that team wins, right? And Zach Wilson It's a different Utah now. was a few injuries and meltdown in Salt Lake City away from beating Utah. As a freshman, 
Yes, that's not on Zach. You got a little conservative yes. in the play calling. Also had some notable injuries. He did his to Isaiah Kafusi and Corbin Kafusi defensively. Uh, not ex- no excuse. BYU lost the game. Whatever. Listen, Utah's in a different place. And are you penalizing Taysom Hill by the same token? Because Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams and Kyle Inouye never beat Utah either. Yeah. Yet they're some of the greats at uh, their positions. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, no. It, like most things, what do you value the most? Clearly beating Utah. If you Utah. value beating Utah, then yeah, he's not in there. But uh, that's it's. I understand that that's a big deal. Yeah. Okay. In response to our Twitter question or our social media question, our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Andrew G. Garrett <laughs> responded with a picture and these words. Seems to me like Zach Wilson's already on it. That was, that was earlier this year. <laughs> a picture at a golf tournament, the Steve Young Foundation. It's Zach from left to right, Zach, Steve Young, Jim McMahon, and Ty Detmer. And if you don't know that, check your fandom, right? Uh, Jim McMahon pants. Look at those things. Wow. Golf pants. Those alone make him worthy wow. of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. Todd, Todd Detmer. He might have bought those in South Dakota for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. Got them at the gift shop. They have a golf course nearby. In the Black Hills. Maybe. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain American Credit Union guiding you forward. All right, Jerem, how about we give one to our friends at BYU Photo Jaron Wilkie, Dave Broberg, who have been, I mean, working been busy with the endlessly over the youth camps. And not just that, just their years of dedication and excellent service. Yes, they took uh, pictures of all the recruits for those guys, so congrats. Ryan Hancock also 25 years ago today. He pitched, got a single in the game as yeah, well as Ryan. an pitcher. Linda Cohn was doing the highlights back in 1996. He said, yes, she is that old kid. That's just me. <laughs> Our thanks to today's guest, Riley Nelson. Sorry to Dennis, my friend of me. For Jeremiah I'm Spencer. Shout out to Jimmy Jones. See you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs. Who's Jimmy Jones? Tailback.